0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Neil Haley Show. I'm excited to welcome to the program, Chris Malky. Chris, I appreciate you stopping by. You're making me laugh. The world without you, we're going to be talking about. But I, getting time to talk to somebody like you, I know you like to do interviews. I know you love to perform. So how, how, when did you start that process? When did you know you wanted to be a performer?
1: When I was, uh, I think when I was in like uh, high school I was in I, I used to jam with bands you know I used to play music um, I still play music I'm singer songwriter composer and um, so it was in high school I started uh, getting the uh, I played in, in uh, blues clubs with my friends and, um, and then when I went to college um, I took a I kind of elective course I could have taken basket weaving or ballroom dancing or something like that and he said the guy says why don't you just take an acting course and I said and, and no, it, those guys are crazy. It's, no, he says, no, you're like Marlon Brando and Lee Marvin. And, you know, I said, yeah, John Wayne, those old actors and stuff like that. He says, that's acting. I said, okay, but I don't want to be like, you know, some Elvis, you know, spin out clam, you know, <laughs> movies or anything like that. Don't worry about it. Just take an acting class. So I was good at it. And um, I met some really great people, got involved with stuff. And so, you know, I was about 20. Yeah, so
0: happens. looking at your career, how many years has it been? You've been an actor.
1: I've been an actor since before Kurt Cobain died. So I'm drinking a shake here. Um, it's, I've been in Hollywood
0: 44 years. 44 years. Mm-hmm. So you have fans the, of movies and TV shows that span 44 years. So when you start talking to people, I know who you are. Where did I see you? What kind Uh-oh. of answers do you get, get from people when they are, they try to guess, um, you know, Chris, different a different. Yeah. A lot of times they just
1: know me from some, sometimes uh, they just hear my voice and they'll turn around and they'll go, Oh, you're that guy. And, or they'll go, they'll nail me from Boardwalk Empire um, or um, yes, it's amazing. I'll tell you a story. I was, I was doing a, this uh, summer, I was doing a, TV series in Serbia called Mud on Your Tires. It's gonna be in Serbian TV and Euro TV. It's a great, great, uh, you know, romantic comedy. And uh, we were working really long hours and I was up early in the morning. I went to grab a coffee in Belgrade in this amazing sort of Balkan kind of city. And I turned to my girlfriend Dana and I said, Dana, you know, this is just really, I'm just feeling so tired and down. What am I doing with my life? and And she said, you're doing a series, but you're just working hard. And I said, I just feel terrible. And I just felt a tap on my shoulder. And this little little old man with two big bags coming, lugging these bags, you know, Eastern European style down the street. And he tapped me on his shoulder and said, I just want to tell you, I know who you are. I love your work. For all these years, you are a wonderful actor. God bless you. Keep on doing what you're doing. And he disappeared. I broke into tears.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to be worth it in, that, in so many ways. Uh, what would you say was your biggest, your favorite project you've ever done
1: in your career? Well, you know, um, I've done a bunch of really, uh, really cool, smart projects uh, all through. I always tell my agents, let's do the smart stuff. Let's do smart stuff, you know, and I've been able to do that. Um, Twin Peaks is a big deal. Um, yeah. And then I have to thank director Ted Katcha for putting me in uh, Rambo First Blood when I was just a young actor. You
0: oh, uh, that was one of my, fi- I-, I went with my father, God rest his soul, he's passed away uh, a year ago uh, to Rambo First Blood. I was only, how old do you think I was when he took me to that? Because I couldn't go. It was, uh, I was probably, oh, yeah. let's see, I'm 47 eight, years you, old.
1: You're probably, uh, you're probably, oh, you're 47. So you yeah. were nine years old. He took you to that movie. Oh, your dad was a wild man. That's serious <laughs> violence, man.
0: That's probably what led to my professional wrestling career, minor leagues. Probably that.
1: <laughs> really, you did professional wrestling?
0: Yeah, I did the minor leagues. I'm a legitimate six foot ten, and huh. I did the minor leagues and made it to Germany. You know, I, I had a cup of coffee in certain minor leagues with some of the top stars of the uh, you know the Attitude Era. But yeah, but I, no, he took me to First Blood, and also because I really wanted to see it. I'm an only child, so that's probably why. And then oh. also the one with uh, Schwarzenegger.
1: Oh, first um,
0: one. He it was out just when First Blood was out. The same. Time. Predator
1: or Terminator, one of those. Predator no, or Cuban
0: comm, uh, Commando. Com, the, com, the 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 Commando one. The command. Uh, yeah. Where he had the uh, yeah one of Schwarzenegger's. But
1: I just want no. I just want to talk about you. Yeah. I don't want to. Talk about my career, I want to talk about
0: your wrestling career. <laughs> that could be it for another time. I think you'll want to probably be on again. But, no, let's talk about, you know, when you talk about what was your role in First Blood?
1: So First Blood, who did I play in First Blood? Uh, Ward. Uh, yeah. When when the sheriff arrests him and brings him to the jail, then I have to fingerprint him and wrestle with him. And then we get in this big fight, and then we have to chase him through the woods. So that was my – and I was the deputy who wanted to really locked down on rambo and david caruso is the deputy who didn't want to and so and so we fought that's so. cool
0: I, i'm just again as a big fan of that so name some other stuff you're in i'm just interested because then i'll say oh my gosh i remember that now i could go this back gonna, and yeah
1: yeah it's interesting that um that yeah let let me let me figure out what occurs to me because i've done 101 movies um, I did a mini a, a mini series, a three part mini series for uh, with Robert Duvall called uh, Broken Trail about horse. Uh, Walter Hill directed it. I'd done three movies with Walter Hill. I did Long Riders, uh, Forty Eight Hours with Eddie Murphy, and Long Riders. And Walter's a great guy. Um, the rule in Hollywood is always do the western, so I always do the western, even though like I played Frank Hag in Boardwalk Empire. So. Which was a big deal. But also, oh, um, Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks.
0: See, I never saw Captain Phillips. So oh, you'd love that. Yeah.
1: You're going to love that movie. It's, it's fantastic.
0: And that was, would you say your biggest role was Captain Phillips? That's what says Wikipedia. What would you say?
1: My biggest role was a film that I wrote and starred in uh, called Patty Rocks that won Sundance in 1988. And I oh. wrote it with my late wife, Karen Landry Mulkey and uh, John Jenkins and the director. And, uh, and we, uh, yeah, we won Sundance and it played all over the world. We made it for like, uh, like $400,000 and it made like 20 million bucks.
0: Oh, wow. See, yeah. Wikipedia needs to update that stuff. If you say that's the one that you say the most, Wikipedia needs to fix yeah. some of the bio then.
1: People, Neil used, to, people, when I was in New York, people would like, when that movie was out, people used to, Um. Quote my character. My character was really funny in the movie, and he would he'd go on these long diatribes about this and that. And so he would. People would go, Hey, hey, Billy! That was my character's name. And then they would say these lines from the movie. They quote the movie to me. Bizarre.
0: That's crazy. All right. So let's kind of. So all these interesting things. How do you prepare for these characters? You said a lot of dramatic characters. You seem like a comedy guy. You need to get some sort of comedy gig coming uh, after the pandemic. But what makes you such a good drama guy?
1: Um, Let me see. Um, Growing up, I I had a uh, um, a, uh, misguided uh, childhood. (laughs) And so um, in the street, um, um, you have to uh, assert who you
0: are. Okay.
1: And so... Um, I was never afraid to. Uh, well, I always asserted who I was, if you get my meaning. So, and then I was a wrestler and a boxer, you know, so it was like, you
0: know, so yeah. I,
1: I have my serious side because those they call those things sports, but as you well know, they're not really sports, <laughs> they're, they're just combat, right? Exactly. So, um, but how do I prepare for it? I mean, I, you know. I think about how the the role refers to my life or people I've known, um, and um, invest in it, and you know, right. and then then bring it to the screen. Um, uh, one of the um, movies that I most recently did was uh, on the basis of sex with uh, Felicity Jones, and okay. um, it was about the Ruth the life of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And I played the plaintiff. I played the woman that Ruth Bader Ginsburg defended in order to get women's rights. Um, it was the equal. It was the Equal Rights Act, and that's where all the equal rights for women came from, from Ruth Bader Ginsburg as an attorney. Wow, it's an amazing movie. Um, and, but then it's interesting too. I'm, I digress. But I've done three seminal movies that were women advocate movies. I had a very strong mother and wonderful sisters and I was my my late wife was a wonderful um assertive woman um in but I I did uh Holly Hunter and I did Roe versus Wade which is about the abortion case right um and then I did um the movie called um North Country with Charlize Theron she got an Academy Award nomination for best actress um, me and Jeremy Renner and Charlize Theron and Sissy Spacek. Um, and that was about the sexual abuse in the mines in northern Minnesota. Oh, wow. And the third, the third woman's movie I did was um, um, On the Basis of Sex.
0: Did you get called back to do any interviews when she passed away? I did not. No. I mean, I, you know, you know, it was I think not ages. like a big thing for you to try to say, I'm going to do media unless I'm promoting something. Right, Chris. Or you're so busy doing other yeah, stuff.
1: I just, you know, it's like I don't want to jump on some
0: train. You know, it's no, it's, it's not. It's, you you got to remember who the director could be. It could be anybody. It could be somebody that could be that, as uh, Michael Jordan always says Republicans buy shoes as well. So why are you going to put yourself out there with your fans in this political climate that we're living in today? Which I would, never yeah, I mean, to. I respect no.
1: Yeah, it's like that. Oh, by the way, relative to your wrestling career, I wrote a movie for the Road Warriors. Did you? Hawk and Animal. You're kidding me. Really? I wrote a movie for him, and then what happened was Hawk passed away first. Right. I, we were just about ready to do the movie, and then Hawk had that uh, heart attack, and he passed away right. so young. Two great guys. Right. And so I still have the movie. Uh, yeah, it's called, it's called No Man's Land starring the road warriors. It was great.
0: Were you, you playing it at all or you just wrote it?
1: I just, I was the writer. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote it. And you know, we tried to get it together and
0: our guys passed away. So. Yeah. You could try, maybe you should think about it now. Cause they're both passed away to have other people play it. You're good. We're going to have to talk. <laughs> oh, I, I already, already, <laughs> I already have a feeling we're going to be friends as, as <laughs> I got to see you before makeup. Chris, so I yeah. when, you, when you jumped on my screen, I'm like, okay, <laughs> this guy's gonna be cool, because I assumed that it's kind. Of, it cracks me up when people say, you, you know, Chris, you've been in so many different things, but because you're not known as an A-list in one thing, it's you're probably better off than a lot of people. But that kind of keeps you from having the stalkers, right? So in a lot of ways, you have all these great stories. To tell, and you've been in so many great projects, but not reached that pinnacle. But you could still, right?
1: I don't really need to reach that pinnacle. I'm fine. Really, you, can- you don't have any <laughs> other
0: goals in acting, like an Academy Award or a Emmy, I mean, if somebody decides to give you something, an opportunity I, in the show.
1: I, I mean, uh, I've been in, I've been in two movies that have won Academy Awards, and another two that got nominated for Academy Awards. So. I yeah I mean I don't know it's, it's okay it's look you know it's you can only eat like once one salmon dinner at a time so it's like whatever you know it's like yeah
0: you could have one t- one point in time the opportunity could come in a, a show as you see the way this business has changed
1: yeah so but it'd be, it'd be great to do I mean I've done some movies that have really reached a ton of people and it, it's great um um, it's so I'm I'm really fortunate for for all the stuff well, I could
0: interview just on your Wikipedia alone. But we're <laughs> here to talk about the world without you. So let's kind of talk about that. See, it's become a very interesting thing, Chris. In a way that this week has been theme based in so many ways around the military. Uh, I had a film called Drowning. I was on the red carpet yesterday. The. the virtual red carpet. It wasn't in LA. uh, The Mia, Mia Mia Sorvino was in and stuff that's coming out as an independent film. And then I'm also going to be interviewing somebody for recon uh, the Academy award winner um, this afternoon. So it's really become a Neil Haley show military based, which I'm glad we're thinking about these things, especially with these stressful times coming to the election and such strife that we could see what our military people have done to uh, protect our country and keep us safe. So we have these freedoms going into a, a free election and a free society. So tell us about the film.
1: Uh, well, you know, it's a, it's the story of a family that's celebrating the life of the who of their son who has passed away. He was executed by the ISIS uh, factions in uh, in Syria, and well, this is. This one took place in Syria, but it's, you know, and, um, and so it's a year, um, it's a year since, since my son has died and the whole family gets together to celebrate his passing and it's the tension and the revelation about how we all regard each other and, um, the sacrifice that my son made, um. That that really tells the story, and it's it's a beautifully crafted story. And I'm uh, so happy that uh, Suzanne Johnson uh, decided to hire me to play the the father. And I've had some loss in my family, and uh, and um, and I had a ton of uh, people in the military, and um, so it was uh, particularly uh, close to home. And so and we had a great cast, and it's just a beautiful film. It's a film that. I mean, your comment about um, these times, um, these are reflective times and um, this film is perfect. It really fits the bill for these times, I think, you know, world without you.
0: I agree, I completely do. And, and I just want us to think about when we vote, if we voted earlier, we vote on the day of the election, that if it wasn't for our military, we wouldn't have free elections. It's uh, if
1: it wasn't for a military, we would not have free elections and we may need them again. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, geez. it's uh, no, it's going to go well. It's the, you know, the um, the, the fear monger is um, I've, I've, I've voted many, many times and I've never seen um, a politician act this way. And, mm-hmm. you know. Questioned the veracity of our government. I mean, even in 1980, when the Supreme Court had to decide whether to whether it was Bush or Gore, um, everything was it went fine. But there was no
0: 92, t- not 80. I'm just to correct you. Yeah, 92. Yeah, but 92. there was no talk yeah. about no, um, no the, part of a revolution or any or of chaos. that stuff. It's no, a- it's
1: just, it was it was the deal. So that's it's. So I my feeling is now. I think of course I'm I'm a total optimist, you know. Um, I but I think everything's going to be all right. Which reminds me of a joke, of a joke. The the opti- the world champion optimist and the world champion pessimist met in Bucharest, Romania, for the world championship. It was a dark, rainy night in February, and it was midnight, and they met in this bar in the basement underneath this hotel. They both walked in, both smoking galawas. They put Schlibowitz down there. They sat down at the table. They stared at each other. The world champion pessimist looked at the optimist and said, I don't think things could get much worse. And the optimist looked at him, took a sip, and said, don't
0: be too sure. (laughs)
1: So things could get worse. We don't. Is that,
0: know. is that? Did you write this? Did you write that one? No,
1: no, that's an old Eastern European joke. But
0: you're you a know, writer, think... so that, thats the thing. So, what did you think about the cast and everything in the film? Tell us, like, some of your favorite, fondest monies. Um,
1: I love the cast. I, we became a family instantly. Um, I felt in working with Susan that um, that she was the perfect uh, grieving mother trying to hide her sorrow and her despair. Um, And Annika Marks, um, who I know in, who has been a longtime friend of mine, uh, just before we started to work on the film, I discovered that she was going to be my wife. I met my daughter in the film and PJ Byrne, I loved him. And I mean, everybody was great. It was just, it was, it was amazing. So, uh, yeah, it it was, it was a, a very short, fast intense yeah. shoot in Chicago. That's for sure. Whew, baby. But and, a little yeah, bit just
0: like that. And now it's available on VOD and all that stuff, as I found out right now from uh, from the team that now it's available. People can get the film now in different places. So that's good and that's mm-hmm. great. And I think it's perfect timing coming up to Veterans Day. We're leading, let's not focus on the election. Let's focus on Veterans Day, November 10th. And really people need to go out and purchase the Amen. film. And, and watch a bunch Amen. of movies uh, that are involving the military and honoring our country and not this strife that we're dealing with. And hopefully by November 10th, ah, everything will be okay.
1: It'll, it'll be, be okay. Cool. I'll be in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm, I'm, I'm on the 5th, November 5th, I'm going to Cape Town, South Africa to wow. do a TV series but we'll know then it'll be, or maybe not, but it'll be fine by veterans day. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, you know,
0: so you're going to Cape town, South Africa, you're bringing up all these other countries. Do people love you all over the world? Chris, that's what it sounds like.
1: It's amazing how um, people know, like a lot of people in, in Belgrade, uh, Serbia would come up to me and I know you You're Hank Jennings. From Twin Peaks. I love your work. This is a very scary guy. You know, you know how do they? I mean, I don't look like that guy. You know, I'm like, I'm an older guy now.
0: Yeah, I've never not, watched you know. Twin Peaks. That shows my age, right? I got to catch up on that yeah. one too. And uh, yeah, at least yeah. I see, I lived through the Boardwalk Empire. Anytime I binge a show, they become a family to me. And when it ends, it's yeah. like over. And when I saw your picture, I'm like, I want him on my show. I'm going to interview him oh. because I knew that. So you-
1: yeah. yeah, So Neil, you need to watch um, on USA Network. There's a series called Briar Patch with okay. Rosario Dawson and myself, and uh, you know, it's it's a really great, great show. Uh, watch that Briar
0: Patch. Oh, is, is it's still really on? Good. Is it? Are you still? could you have another season? Still,
1: yeah, yeah. It came out. It's been it's been on. You can get it on demand on USA Net. Um, by now it's been out for about since May
0: yeah oh wow okay so you don't know about another season because of the pandemic then
1: yeah the pandemic the, the, our town is shut down I think I'm one of the only actors that's working in, oh, in you, August mean, I was the only actor
0: yeah there's only a few people shooting in, in different places and I guess oh is that fear do you scare are you speaking of COVID-19 are you fearful when you travel
1: no I had well one I had COVID in March oh my gosh I was. I have a band, and we uh, we played at uh, we played at this place called the Bourbon Room in uh, Hollywood and Vine. Great club. And um, one of the in the back, they were doing the School of Rock, and uh, Nick Cordova, who starred in School of Rock, um, met with me and my daughter, and because we were going to do her cabaret there as in that theater as well, and uh, he was sweating, and he had he had a cold, and he didn't feel well. And, you know, we heard rumors, uh, you know, because I had just come back from London. So I heard rumors about it. And two days later, my daughter was sick. And then two days after that, I was sick as as well as her two kids, her mother-in-law and her husband and my girlfriend. And we were all like, we're out for 10 days. And and we got tested.
0: What were your symptoms? What were your symptoms?
1: Uh, Well, it was so odd. I was sitting in my backyard and I was playing guitar and all of a sudden it was a sunny day, just like today. And all of a sudden I went, I, I suddenly I felt terrible. It was like somebody flipped a switch and, I, and I'm a healthy guy, you know. Yeah. And I was like, boom. I went, what the What the heck? And I went in and I kind of laid down on the couch and I went to sleep. And when I woke up, I felt so tired and I had a, I had a kind of a, a start of a cough and kind of a stuffy nose And then that night, I got a fever of about 100 for about three hours. And that whole thing lasted for about a week. But I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't read the paper. I couldn't play guitar. I couldn't listen to music. All I wanted was quiet. And I just wanted to lay down. And that was it. And then after about 10 days, I was was back up. But I went and got tested. But I was so lethargic. I mean, if I could have worn the same clothes for 10 days, which I didn't, but I would have.
0: Isn't it crazy I, how I, certain people get I, certain, certain symptoms and other people don't? That's what we have to figure out. Like, for example, even somebody that I might be younger and I might have had the sniffles and cough, but not the fever, and I could have been carrying the virus the whole time.
1: Yeah, you could have. And Nick went into the hospital for 70 days and died June 12th.
0: Oh, yeah. See, I 45 years old. Nick, oh, yeah oh my gosh that so yeah. uh, I, I see you got to re- remind me of name dropping i knew it was saying mm-hmm. okay now you're bringing up so you were with him when he got oh my gosh was that hard on you too that's gotta be hard it's
1: crazy yeah and it said uh, you know he's married guy 45 years old yeah. this beautiful wife and kid it's like you know they had blood clots went you know he had blood clots. It went into his leg. They had an amputated leg.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's like, and he went wow. the hard I way. didn't, it
0: didn't happen. A very great guy. Yeah. And I think that the film will also yeah. resonate. You resonate with you as well, Chris, the film when it comes to COVID-19 times, right? What we're struggling through and understand about sacrifice with COVID-19.
1: Well, yeah, you know, people, um, it's such a it's, the world without you is such a great film on so many levels because it it's about family members trying to accommodate each other and over accommodate each other and sort of that shaky ground that we're all on. It's it's such an intriguing, multi layered film. It's it's so amazing. Um, oh gosh, I, I in in a way, I'm glad for the lockdown so that people can see this film. Um, on demand and uh, and it, they can bring it into their homes and kind of watch it in their homes because it's such an intimate story. Um, yeah, it's that's. I mean, if I
0: look on the the bright side of things, that would be the that would be the case. Yeah, for sure. All right, you know, you you're the optimist, right, Chris? So we are going to call you optimist, right? So you get. Off- I, am optimist, so yeah. optimist, okay. I am the optimist. I am the optimist. I am the optimist. Okay. So let's kind of. Yeah. Finish off. I am where people again can find the world without you is basically it's available now. But also, is there a website to find the world without you that people can find information? Are you familiar or not on that?
1: Yeah, if you go to if you you go to if you Google it, it'll just come up. World without you will will Google it. I'm not the the. Greatest internet guy, but and I can find it. So if you can't find, I mean, you everybody will find it. The world without you, it just pops right up, pops right up on YouTube. The trailer's right there. It's um, one anecdote of the thing we were at the graveyard putting stones on the, on my son's grave, which was an intense scene. And um, we were walking out of the graveyard, and Annika Marks is there. And I looked, and I said, Annika, I wasn't going to mention this, but you know your family's from Chicago. She said, Yes. I said, you know, this it's uh, it's a Jewish family. So I played I played the father, and this is a Jewish graveyard. And I and I said um, I said there's a Mark's tombstone right there from your, and I'm wondering if it's your family. She looked over and there's a big tombstone and said said Marks on it. And um, so we took pictures of it, and then we uh, we go because her aunt, her great aunt, was from Chicago, and so it turned out that that was uh, that was her great aunt's grave. It was such a odd uh, coincidence and, uh, and lovely too. It's amazing.
0: All right, you're gonna play us a song to leave. So go ahead and I sing am. us a song to say goodbye. Here we go. Well,
1: yeah. O'Neill oh! was a host. Of a wonderful show. We had a good conversation, but Neil, I gotta go. I'm going to the beach with my grandkids, you see. Jump into the ocean. Hey, come with me, Neil Haley. Oh, Neil Haley. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome, Chris. And you got to think about this. I have the resources. Let's go find the financing to finance your film about hawk and animal. I think it's perfect timing. So we'll talk about it.
1: You're on. You're on. All right. I hey, had a Nice your to meet you, brother. All
0: right. See you, Chris. All right. All right, guys. That was the Neil Haley Show. Guys, take care.